and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers. Yay! You know, this is like the behind the scenes stuff. We've had like all kind of like tech gremlins, you know. So for those of you listening, you all have no idea the labor of love that goes into uh, producing these podcasts. And my audience today has been absolutely fabulous and great. So we have reached episode, it's going to be 43 uh, by the time that you guys hear it. And today's episode is all about the spirit of fear at Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most of all, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. So the countdown is on. Believing Bigger launches Tuesday, March 1st. And so if you guys have not gotten it, if you have not placed your order, now is the time. I can't tell you how important it is. It's kind of like, you know, the first weekend that a movie comes out. The first weekend that a movie comes out determines whether or not it's going to be a flop. And so all of the marketing, all of the blitzing, it's like that first week, that's the time. Okay. And so I have actually lowered the price of the book. To encourage you guys, you know, to buy it, to buy stock and stuffers, you know, me and you, your mama and your cousin too, like all of that. I want you guys to, to, to join in and, and begin this faith journey. Um, you can go online right now and register for the Believe Bigger Summit. So Believing Bigger is not just the book. You know, I've told people and I've told clients, unless you're JK Rowling, unless you're Stephen King, in general, you tend not to, you know, amass a fortune on books. And a lot of people that are, are really influential will say, well, a business is an expensive, I mean, a book is an expensive business card. Um, but you'll notice that a few episodes back, I said, you know, how to launch a successful book, you have to build systems behind the book. So the system behind Believing Bigger leads to a faith summit. And this is not about makeovers. This is nothing like, you know, the DYOB event. But it's really about personal transformation. You know, as I said in the previous episode, we have to do the self-work. We have to do the self-work because the faith journey is yours to walk alone, regardless of what your friends are doing, regardless of what your kids are doing, regardless of what, you know, your elders. This is your journey. It's your walk. And so that walk begins. I'm having two of them in Chicago and in D.C. So if you want to know more about that, head to BelieveBiggerSummit.com and you can register. And that event is only 50 people. I love intimate groups. I love it. You know. People have told me, I see you speaking in front of stadiums and I'm like, huh, well, we just going to believe bigger on another, not this year, but we'll believe bigger for that some other year. But, um, I really do like that intimate setting because I like to do the deep dive. Okay. I like to do the deep dive and I like to talk to and interact with all of the people that come. So join me in Chicago, June 17th or 24th for the summit. So now the spirit of fear, this is what, um, this episode is going to be about our guiding thought for today is for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power of love and of a sound mind. And that is coming out of second Timothy one and seven. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is in your spirit. You have power, use it. What's love got to do with your brand and making wise decisions. So first question, what's in your spirit? Just like capital one says, you know, what's in your wallet? I'm asking you what's in your spirit. Okay. Because I, I went, you know, I always go a little bit nerdy for, for these types of episodes. I went a little bit nerdy. And so according to Webster's dictionary, uh, what is a spirit? A spirit is the non-physical part of a person that is the seat of emotions and character. It is the soul. So that non-physical part of you, it's what makes you, you, okay? It's that inner person, that inner man, that inner woman, that inner being. And what I want to tell you in this episode, so if you take nothing else away from it, is that your spirit, okay, has a direct impact on your brand 
and your business. Show of hands, how many of you have ever known somebody who would be considered mean-spirited? That spirit, you know, like the way that they interact with people, the way that they talk to people or somebody who has a prideful spirit. OK, you can't tell them anything. Somebody that has a stubborn spirit. And I think that you all would would agree that the way that someone the, the way that someone's spirit shows up will impact the quality of their relationships, because typically somebody that's mean spirited tends not to have a lot of friends. Right. OK, so here's what I want to emphasize. No matter how good you are at what you do, I don't care if you're the bomb. You could be the coldest uh, music artist ever. You could be the coldest graphic designer ever. You could be the coldest computer hacker ever. You could be like the bomb diggity at PR marketing and strategy. I don't care how good you are at what you do. Your spirit, the spirit that you bring into your business is going to determine how successful that you are going to become. And so... Case in point, Trevor Noah, a comedian, you know, you can check him out. During the Grammys, he tweeted uh, something shortly after Kendrick Lamar's Grammy performance. And I'm not sure if you guys saw Kendrick Lamar's Grammy performance, but I was like, ee, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, it, it's kind of like I could have been in one of those mean videos where people are like, squad, like, you know, I, I seriously want to like pile on top of this man. And the thing is, is that I'm not, you know, necessarily a, a an avid listener of hip hop, you know, I like the songs that I like. Okay. Like I like a, a, an eclectic variety of music, but I will say that even if you don't like hip hop, even if you don't like rap, you as a, from an artistry perspective, anybody who appreciates art could appreciate what Kendrick did on that stage. And so Trevor Noah sent out this tweet that said, Kendrick is what Kanye would have been if the Kardashians didn't get him. And I know if you listen to these episodes, you think like, man, why should I always picking on the Kardashians? I'm not. They're just low hanging fruit because they put out so much. Right. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that Kanye has a reputation. Kanye has a certain spirit that he carries around with him. And it's been a noticeable spirit, I would say, you know, since the death of his mom, you know, and I think that that. The way that he's chosen to deal with that may not be one that is conducive for the longevity of his career. And so it's not that people don't honor what Kanye does. It doesn't mean that Kanye is any less of a musical genius or musically inspired, you know, than he is. But the spirit that he carries with him is going is costing him. It's costing him some things. And so, you know, the spirit that you take into your business, I don't care how good you are at what you do. I don't care how bomb, you know, you your your talents and your gifts are the spirit that you take in there with you. It's going to make a difference. So here's the thing with your spirit, the danger of fear. So we're talking about the spirit of fear in today's episode. The danger of the spirit of fear is that it becomes a part of your soul because we said the spirit is what it's that inner man. It's that character. It's your emotions. It's what characterizes you. And so the very first, first three episodes that I did of this podcast was a whole series on fear and how fear attaches itself to you from a spiritual perspective. It attaches itself to you physically. It attaches itself to you emotionally. So that the danger of fear is that it becomes a part of your soul. Fear is a spirit that become that can become a defining characteristic. And I want to make a hard distinction between fear and faith. Fear doubts, but faith dares. Okay. Fear is what if fear is, y'all know fear is, how's that going to happen? Faith is Shimon. It's that Michael Jackson. It's like, come on with it. You know, like, let's go, let's do this. You know, like let's, let's just be about that life. Okay. But 
here's the thing. You can't have both. You can't have fear and faith. You've got fear or you've got faith. And what God is telling us is that God has not given us the spirit of fear. What God is telling you is that's not for me. I didn't give you that. Whatever it is that you're afraid of, you can't you can't throw that one my way. That's not me. He said, I didn't give you that. But what I did give you was power, a spirit of power, a spirit of love and of a sound mind. So let's unpack those. Let's break those down. You have power. Use it. He says, I didn't give you fear. OK, and I always encourage people to get into the word. You know, whether you go to church or not, you can pick up a Bible anytime. You can pick up your phone and, and boom, instantly into the Bible and pick a version that you understand. I know some people are real persnickety like, oh, it has to be the King James version. Otherwise, it's not authentic. Pick the one that you can understand what it's trying to say. OK, you know, pick the one, you know, where you can get the gist of, of the message. But he's saying, I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but of power. If you go further into the word, God also says, but without faith, it is impossible to please me. Impossible. Let's break that down. Not possible. Without faith, it is not possible for us to be cool. Without faith, it's not possible for us to be friends. Without faith, it's not possible for you to manifest anything in your life that you're trying to aspire to be higher than what you are. Without faith, it's not possible. And so the opposite of faith is what? Fear. And God is saying, I didn't give you that. That's not for me. That's I'm not. That's not for me. He said, but I gave you power, power to do what God has given you authority over fear. Did you know that he has given you authority? So how many of you show hands? Let's be honest. OK, let's be interactive here. You know or have seen some bad kids. Anybody have seen that? Right. And typically bad kids. They lack what? Discipline. In other words, somebody somewhere has failed to exercise their authority over that child. Right. And so when you fail to exercise your authority over a child that needs discipline, bad things are going to happen. And what I'm telling you, what I submit to you today is when you fail to exercise your authority over fear, bad things are going to happen. You are like the parent that lets your child run around acting crazy, you know, being loud and what have you, because fear wreaks havoc. Fear is like a bad kid. Yes. It wreaks havoc on your mind. It wreaks havoc on your sleep. It wreaks havoc in your Day-to-day -day interactions, it wreaks havoc on whether or not you'll reach out to somebody. It wreaks havoc on whether or not you'll go to this place or to that place. And so fear wreaks havoc. Fear is like a bad kid that you refuse to exercise authority over. And God has said, I have given you power to check it. I've given you power to say, sit down and you better sit down. God has given you the power to do that. Use it because we're not using it. He's giving you power. Power is energy. Let's keep it real. How many of us, our cell phones have gone out like, dang, ran out of juice, right? It ran out of power. It ran out of the energy that gives it the supply that it needs to function. And so God is saying, I've given you energy that you need to function and use your authority over that fear, over that spirit of fear. Power is energy that moves and activates. So what he's saying is that God has not given you a characteristic that is the exact opposite of what pleases him. So if you're fearful, where does that come from? You can say it. He's <laughs> like, you can say it. Mufasa, Voldemort. Yeah, sometimes it's the devil, but sometimes it's just you. 
Sometimes it's just you, okay? So you have power, use it. <clears throat> you have power to live with integrity. The thing is, is that when you are fearful, okay, I talk a lot about scarcity. When you are fearful, when you live in fear, you do shady, but you, you are, are subject to do shady things. You are subject to make shady decisions. You're subject to overcharge people. Let me overcharge somebody for fear that I'm not going to have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm afraid that, you know, I might not get, um, another client. So let me not refer this client that I know could probably be better suited for somebody else, but I'm just going to hold on to that client because I'm afraid that if I give that client away, then, then, you know, that there won't be any more for me. Okay. Like that, that mindset, that means you're acting out of integrity. Um, so you have the power that, that fear, um, exercising authority, living with integrity to work miracles. Okay. How many of us can testify to the fact that you've been point, at points in your life where you just didn't know how you was going <laughs> to, you didn't know how you was going to make it to the end of the week and the, the check, wherever it was, you know, like you probably should be out on the street by now, like that sort of thing. And all of a sudden you had exercised faith. You put fear to the side and you was like, Lord, it's your will, it's your bill. You're going to have to work something out. And then all of a sudden you got just what you needed, you know, just enough to get by, just enough to make it to that next move, to that next platform. And so you have the power to activate those types of miracles in your life, those everyday miracles, um, to conduct business righteously without resorting to tactics and specials and shady stuff. And, you know, God is saying, I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but I did give you the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you know, I'm not going to leave you out there. I'm not going to leave you out there bogus. I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit he said, the Holy Spirit does not speak of his own. So whenever you feel that conviction in your heart, like, come on, you know, you're supposed to be on the faith train. Come on. You're supposed to be doing that thing. The Bible says the spirit does not speak of his own. The spirit only speaks to you what it hears. Let me give you like the, the, the deepness of that, because when it hit me, I was like, wow. The Holy Spirit that dwells in you, if you are a believer, the Holy Spirit that dwells in you is mute until it hears from God and says, speak to her speak to him. So when the spirit is speaking to you, that is God speaking directly to you because the Holy Spirit doesn't go rogue. Go, the Holy Spirit is not Sarah Palin. Like I'm just out here. I'm about to do some stuff. I'm about to shake some stuff up. I'm going to be a maverick. The Holy Spirit is not a maverick. The Holy Spirit is like, I'm just listening and I'm just following orders. And so that's what God has left you with. So that power that he's left you with for believers, if you don't believe it, you don't have the power to activate it. But for those of you that do believe the power is absolutely there. Next. <clears throat> so how do I use that power in my branding? Okay. What does that look like in your brand and your business? That power looks like this. Don't be intimidated when someone else is doing what you want to do. That's one of the number one fears that I hear. Well, somebody else is already doing that. Well, somebody else already got that. Well, you can't swing a dead cat without running to somebody that's already doing this thing. But let me tell you, Wendy's McDonald's, especially in Chicago, Wendy's McDonald's, Burger King, White Castle will occupy four corners of the same block and they're still making money. Everybody's making money. OK, so just because somebody else is already doing that, McDonald's didn't roll up on, you know, 83rd and Cottage like, oh, there's a Wendy's. All right, let's go back to the drawing board. That's like, we out here. <laughs> we out here. This, 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 we about this life. You sell burgers, we sell burgers. Now what? Okay. And that's what you need to be like. You're like, God gave me this. Now what? Now what? I'm not the only podcaster out there. I'm not the only person who's ever written a book, but I'm like, now what? I know what God gave me. We got this. This is, 
it's between me and him. It's between me and him. So, you know, whatever else anybody else has got going on, I can't be intimidated by that because I know what he gave to me. Um, the power to speak the truth instead of what's popular. Here's the thing. I was just coaching with somebody uh, Friday night. And one of the things that she mentioned, she says, you know, every time I mention this topic is so controversial and I get all of this pushback. And so I kind of softened the tone a little bit. And I was like, she said, but I can't, but it won't leave me alone. I said, because you're not speaking the truth. You keep shrinking back to make somebody else comfortable. When did Jesus ever do that? When did he ever do that? Okay. <laughs> like never. Now what he would do, you know, he would voomp out of the space like, Damn, now you see me, now you don't. Okay, but he would never shrink back to make somebody else comfortable. He's, he told the truth and just left it out there like it was. And so for those of you that are like, well, I won't say that, or well, I won't, I won't put that out there. If it's a truth that somebody needs to hear, if it's a truth that's going to liberate somebody from a certain mindset, if it's a truth that's going to make a difference in the life of somebody that, that you don't even know, okay, because when we plant seeds, they take root and then down the line, you see the fruit. Speak the truth instead of what's popular, but but you have the power to do that. But when you live in fear, you cannot do that. One of the things that 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 power looks like in your branding is to stop comparing and focus. OK, so let me give you my my brief testimony. When I wrote Believe in Bigger, I refused to write to read anybody else's work. There were some books out, um, one of them by Priscilla Shire Shire Shire. I hope I'm saying that right. Priscilla, I love you. You were great in War Room. Um. But she had a book out fervent. I refused to read it. I would not touch it because I, I was like, mm -mm. I don't want to be influenced by. I don't want to be intimidated by. I don't want to say she used these types of words. So let me use those types of words. Nope. I was squarely focused. It's like, this is what you told me to write. This is what I'm going to write. And now when I do read her book, I'm sure we might make similar points and it might be confirmation of, of what I've said. But the fact of the matter is, is that I was so laser focused on what I had been called to do. I didn't have time to see what so-and-so was launching and what so-and-so was doing. And, ooh, maybe I need to get on that train. It's like, no, my orders are very clear. So what does power look like in your branding? Stop comparing your voice to somebody else's voice and the quality of your video to somebody else's video. Like, do what you can do with what you have, okay? Um, power to stay up and push through. Because let me be honest, you're not always going to feel like blogging or video logging or making sales calls or doing Periscope, doing your editorial calendar. I mean, I tell people all the time, yeah, there's that passion and that art and that thing that you love. But there's a really unsexy, big girl, granny, panty, oatmeal side of business that's just like, oh, OK, you know, like I have assistants, I have contract employees. And so. You know, once a year, I got to send them 1099 forms. And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. OK, now I've outsourced that to an accountant. OK, but 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 before I was like, ah, I don't want to do that. But until you get to that level, that power. So instead of the spirit of fear, that spirit of power will give you the energy and the wherewithal to just eat that frog and just get it done. OK, so that's what it looks like in your business. Now, what's love got to do with your brand? OK. I love this quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so what's love got to do with your business? Love is the opposite of hate. Stop hating. 
You know, in Chicago, they I hate that we're characterized by our hateration. They'd be like, oh, Chicago is like the city of like hella haters. OK, even Kanye was like, man, these haters. But the thing is, is that hate doesn't drive out hate. Only love can do that. It's OK to go and pay another sister a compliment. It's OK, you know, to give a brother some love, you know, on a project that he's working on. It's OK to do that. It doesn't take anything away from you to go and show love to somebody else. You can be about that life and, and it doesn't diminish you. Unfortunately, some people feel like they have to throw people under the bus. They have to undercut them. They have to throw shade. They have to diminish them somehow in order to make themselves seem important. And I'm telling you, hate doesn't drive out hate. Only love can do that. What's love got to do with your brand? Compare. If you're going to compare, compare for inspiration, not duplication. Right. So if you see somebody and be like, yes, girl, do that. You know, if you if you are going to. uh profess, you know, black girl magic or, you know, black lives matter and all this other type of stuff. Um, if you believe that that person matters, then you're not trying to duplicate them. You're not trying to copy and paste their success story. And so if you're going to compare, compare to be inspired, like, yes, I see what that brother's doing. I see what that sister's doing. And they've set a standard and I want to meet that standard, but not for the purposes of duplication. Stop self-deprecating. Learn how to take a compliment. You know how hard it is for us to take compliments? Somebody be like, oh my gosh, I love that. That's awesome. And you're like, nah, it's nothing. You know, it's just. But didn't I talk about last week, a couple of weeks ago, how powerful words are? I'm like, oh, it's, mm, it's nothing. It's, please, thank you. I mean, whatever, you know. Okay, well, just go ahead and keep speaking death into your business. You know, just keep on, you know, saying, yeah, Lord, you gave me these gifts, but I mean, what else? You know, no, stop self-deprecating. Learn how to take a compliment, okay? Love yourself. Hold up, digression. Have y'all heard Justin Bieber's new album? Love yourself. My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. That That is the line of lines. I said, I ought to put that in the frame. My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. I said, whoever wrote that, you go ahead. Um, but yeah, learn to love yourself. Okay, stop putting yourself down all the time. Stop down talking yourself all the time. Take a compliment and own your gifts. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're arrogant or smug, but just learn how to own what God has given you. And... Spirit of love. What's love got to do with it? Stop being petty, selfish, living in scarcity. So let me tell you what pettiness looks like. Petty is when people do things like, um, I think they used to call it subtweeting, but basically you want to throw shade at somebody, but you don't want to just directly come at them. So you kind of just throw some subliminal. That's so petty. That's the fact that you even take the time to think that up. It's like, okay, if, if you got a problem with it, because what the Bible says, if your brother offends you, go to him, go to her. But we have keypad courage. We have, you know, I'm brave behind this phone, but I can't come to you woman to woman and man to man and just say what it is. Stop being petty. And, and so what I'm telling you is when you bring that spirit into your business, when you bring that spirit into your brand, it is going to leave a mark. OK, it is going to have a direct impact and effect. And the last one, he says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I love this. King Solomon Proverbs. Proverbs is so rich. It's probably one of my favorite books in the Bible. But he says, wisdom is the principal thing and all you're getting, get understanding. How many of you know an educated fool? Just don't have a drop of common sense. It's like, come on, come 
on. Okay. Um, so be wise. Okay. And, and making strategic decisions, not fear-based decisions. Cause when you make fear-based decisions, when there's something that you wanted to do, but you shrunk back and said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll do this instead. This is safer. I feel more comfortable with this part of it. It's never going to manifest the results that you want. And you wasted your time and you wasted your money. So stop making fear-based decisions. Make strategic decisions because why? He's giving you the power of a sound mind. So use the power that you have. Um, famous saying, plan the work and work the plan. Faith without what? Works is dead. One work works plural. Okay. I, I live in the world of language arts. I teach English for a living. So that, that plural, that makes a difference. That subject verb agreement, faith without works, plural, plan the work and continue to work the plan with the strategic mind that he's giving you. And last, but certainly not least non-emotional decisions. Okay. So God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, of power and of a sound mind. You can't pay bills with your feelings. You know that that saying, you know, I was in my feelings. You can't pay bills with your feelings. Okay. So the thing is, is that you have to learn how to separate emotion from business, emotion from business. Um, there are some people in the music industry and you know, you try to keep it in the family. So like, you know, your family member might be um, the person that does your styling or the person that does your makeup. But I know some people that are very clear. Unless you're my mama, you get in charge. Unless you're, unless you're my mama, you get an invoice, <laughs> period, point blank. Like family is family, business is business. And when people start to give you the emotion of that, it's like my time has value. The cost of that value is this. And if you want my time, and you value my time, this is the price that's attached to it, okay? So let's not make emotional decisions, okay? Let's stop making, you know, these, well, I'm in my feelings right now, okay? So God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. We have power over these things that torment us. We have power, okay? So every time you let fear step in, just remember, that's the child. You're the parent of a child that you left unchecked. That's just running havoc, and you have the power and the authority to check them, check them, I remember back in the day, I was watching this um, Martin Lawrence stand up and he was talking about the jealousy between men and women. And, you know, how uh, a really jealous woman, she said, you know, he walked up, you know, to the coat check lady and and, you know, handed her coat and was like, thank you for checking your coat. Uh, 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 what's all the smiling? What, what's all the grinning about? Your job is to check coats. Check them trick. Um, I'm telling you, your job is to check fear. Check it. Okay, like put that thing in check. You have the power to do it, so do it. One of the main things that stood out to me was when you said uh, God gives you the power over fear. And I think a lot of times we look outside of ourselves or look for medication or look for our peers or, you know, things that are out of our control to overcome our fears. But, you know, once we really sit down with ourselves and kind of listen to the spirit, um, I think that is, uh, you know, the power that we need to get over our fears. So. Um, that was the main takeaway I, I had from the podcast. I love that you said that, that we look outside of ourselves. Like you said, we look to peers, we look to medication, we look, you know, in the bottle, but like, no, it's all there. You know, you are the answer to your problem, you know, as, as, as trite or cliche as it might, might seem, 
You are the change that you've been waiting for. When you change the rest of the world, your world will change. Okay. When you stop accepting that this is an okay way to live. Um, I spoke, um, a couple of episodes back about, you know, you are what you speak and, and, and we ought to watch your mouth. The thing is, is that when you stop giving yourself permission to be fearful, when you stop giving yourself permission to fail, that's when everything in your life is going to change. It's not in anybody else, but you have the power. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that comment. My takeaway would be when you stated you can't have fear and faith, you know, um, as a believer, if you trust that God's plan is what's best for you in your life, you know, you, you have to be totally invested in, you know, understanding that he's not going to direct you down the wrong path or, um, or, you know, just have you out here um, being unsuccessful in anything that you want to do. So um, when you put your faith in God, you know, there's no fear or there shouldn't be fear because you know that God is, you know, leading you and guiding you and he's going to order your steps and make those connections. You know, there is that the action that goes behind it um, as well. But when you trust God, you know, that fear should automatically be there because you know that he his will is what's best for you and he's going to lead you, you know, and um, when you're believing bigger, it's going to all work out in the end, but you have to have total faith, you know, in God and what he's doing in his constant faith, yeah. consistent faith. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. When you were speaking, it reminded me of, again, Solomon, right? Um, or maybe this was David. Solomon, did you say that or did your daddy say that? Let me think. Okay. Um, but the Bible where it says, I have been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He says, I've been a shawty and I'm an old man now. I have never seen people that believe God abandoned. I never seen it. I can tell you, I never seen it. I, have you seen it? P believers that are just out there where somebody somehow somewhere didn't come to their rescue, give them what they need when they needed it. I, he didn't say I ain't never seen believers have hard times because David got put out his own kingdom by his other son, raggedy. Okay. Um, Old Testament is so scandalous. I'm telling y'all some salacious stuff in there. But the thing is, he said, I have never seen it. So it's not that you're not going to experience hard times, but you're not going to be abandoned. I will never leave you or forsake you. You either believe that or you don't. And if you don't, it is to your own demise. It's to your own, um, like I said, you know, a couple of episodes ago, by your words, you will be acquitted or by your words, you will be condemned. It's to your own condemnation. You either believe it or you don't. Fear and faith can't occupy the same space. It doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times, but you're not going to be abandoned. Thank you for saying that. All right. So believers, you know that you can tweet me out at Dr. Shante says or at branding for believers on Instagram or at Twitter. Believing bigger. Oh my gosh. So excited. Can't believe what you guys are going to do. I'm believing that you guys are going to show up for me. I know it. I believe it. I'm so confident about it and I've already thanked God for it. So I will hit you guys on this next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com. And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.